0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't
2: have to show
3: you to stinking vices.
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I gotta tell you, folks, I'm a... I am a little, uh... Well, ticked off. Let's just say it that way. I am I am ticked off by this whole th- this nothing burger that is being blown up. You've got columnists out there saying that this is proof of collusion even though no collusion took place. Well, they wanted to collude. What? What no. Uh, this whole Donald Trump Jr thing is is a cluster and it's it's tomfoolery to the highest order, and not because of anything Donald Trump did. It's the conduct of the basket of biased press, and I'll get into all of it coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show, and I'm glad you've tuned in. By the way, coming up also, our interview with the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions. He will be in. We'll have a a, a, a conversation with him about a, a vast array of topics. I He's coming to the uh, the state in which I'm broadcasting in, folks, to to texas as a matter of fact he should be speaking there right now so we talked to him earlier we have it on tape and we'll play it for you meantime you contact me 888 hundred thirty-three ninety-three. and i mean this i want to know this from all of you you can do it on twitter if you want at chris salcedo tx or you can jump on the phone and say this is it for me i am now i'm i'm off Team Trump, or I never was on Team Trump, or this is evidence of collusion, or I'm so tired of these lame attempts by Democrat operatives inside of the basket of biased press to make something out of nothing. So call me today. I want to hear from you on this. Blaze.com slash radio, Blaze Radio, Smartphone App, iHeartRadio App, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. On-demand listening or live listening to the program uh, on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show, on Twitter at Chris Salcedo. T X. Let's get out of the flip around. Because that's all that's all everybody's talking about. Just take your pick. Let's go to MSNBS.
4: J- Donald Trump Junior's statement
0: on Saturday was actually pretty carefully worded, Allie, because it said the majority of the time was spent talking about this adoption issue right. these sanctions. Th- that actually has not been
3: totally disputed by the
0: lawyer, right. you know, th- that that most she has advocated for this. Right. This is something she's been talking about. That part is not in dispute. The statement left the impression that the meeting was about this. Right. Sunday, it turns out, it's about dirt on Hillary, and here we are Tuesday with the sort of confirmation that, yep. that, that Trump Jr. knew he was meeting with a, at the time, somebody who was identified as a Russian government attorney.
5: No, and, and
0: the meeting no, was ex-
2: that has not been confirmed. That has not been confirmed. That is a, there is no evidence that Donald Trump Jr. knew that he was meeting with somebody uh, from the upper echelons of, of the Russian government. As a matter of fact, it's not been demonstrated this attorney is a part of the Russian government. This is, this is insane.
5: Uh, Fox News. Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort and the president's son-in-law and senior advisor, Jared Kushner, have not commented. In summation, the email reveals that the president's son agreed to meet with a Russian national with the understanding that he would receive incriminating information from the Russian government about the now president's then political opponent, Hillary Clinton, information that was part of the Russian government's support of the now president. And regarding that purported information, the first son replied, if it's what you say, I love it. The meeting took place June the 9th of last year. That's after two Russian spies had hacked the Democratic National Committee, but before the stolen emails were made public. Again, June the 9th. And later that very day, candidate Trump tweeted, Where are your 33,000 emails that you deleted?
2: Oh, good grief. Shep Smith is trying to make the case that the Kremlin was taking direction from candidate Donald Trump. Go get those emails. It was a joke. I don't know how, kind of like the coverage of all of this. (sighs) This this gets to be very tiresome. By the way, none of the things that that, uh, Shep Smith said, this is what Donald Trump Jr. thought, but it wasn't true. This was somebody blowing smoke saying, I got all kinds of stuff. And by the way, the Russian government wants to help you. And it wasn't true. None of it was true. It was all a sham to get this lawyer a meeting with Donald Trump Jr. About adoptions, about Russian adoptions. Now, I'm going to explain why this is all bubkis here in a minute. But uh, let's, let's go. Who else is talking about? Oh, of course, CNN. And He had
3: absolutely nothing to do with Donald Trump, right? So th- this there- is not exactly an embrace of Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. Exactly. or the president. This, this really isn't an embrace or a full-throated defense. Uh, this does seem like a little bit of keeping his distance uh, from this story, despite what Sarah Huckabee Sanders was saying. Uh, but precious little in this briefing. The other thing I would just note, I, I think it lingers as a question. Why could she, from the podium yesterday, definitively say that there's no collusion but then when today I say I stand by that but you have to ask all those questions outside counsel why was she able to take that question yesterday and not able to take it today the only th- because there was no collusion
2: because these people who met with Donald Trump Jr. had nothing there was no collusion how can you say there was no collusion because they weren't affiliated with the Russian government I th- th- this is this is patently absurd. Oh, uh, wow, well, he, he wanted to collude. He, <laughs> did he? No. But that, that aside, you, you've got Donald Trump Jr. meeting with somebody, an attorney who may or may not be affiliated with the Russian government, talking about adoption. There was no evidence given and again, remember how this was sold was, we've got evidence that Hillary is colluding with the Russians. The Russians are financing Hillary Clinton's campaign. We've got evidence. That's what they said. And Donald Trump Jr. said, cool, let's hear it. Meanwhile, meanwhile Hillary Clinton and her team are doing this. If you're looking for an example of a
4: campaign coordinating with a foreign country or a foreign uh, source, look no further than the DNC who actually coordinated opposition research with the Ukrainian embassy. And no one in this room, to my knowledge, really had a big problem with that. The Democrat National Committee coordinated opposition research directly with the Ukrainian embassy.
2: The DNC and Team Hillary coordinated with a foreign government in the open at the embassy to undermine Donald Trump. But the same activity was proposed, never happened, but proposed to Donald Trump Jr. And that's the crime. Can anybody explain that to me? Well, it's, it's the Ukrainians compared to the Russians. It's a foreign government. And somehow one is okay and an attempt, and again, it never happened because these people had nothing. If only these individuals had proof that Hillary Clinton was getting bought off or that her or her campaign was being financed by the Russians. If only that information was provided. That we could have seen evidence of donations to the Clinton Foundation by the Russians. That... Directly tied to their being able to secure 20% of the U.S. uranium stockpile. If only we could have had that information. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Well, and and then Donald Trump Jr. releases this entire email chain today. Because he's so concerned that, that he may be outed as colluding with Russian agents who were not Russian agents. That he releases the whole damn email chain. And you've got Washington Post, what's her name, Ruth somebody or other, saying that, that this is evidence of collusion. They weren't Russian agents and they didn't provide anything. How can this be collusion when there was no collusion? Well, it just says they wanted to collude. What crime was committed? And is it collusion coordinating opposition research on a candidate with a foreign country? Is it collusion? Well, then Hillary Clinton is guilty. Again, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders correctly articulating the story. If you're looking for an example of a
4: campaign coordinating with a foreign country or a foreign uh, source, look no further than the DNC who actually coordinated opposition research with the Ukrainian embassy. And no one in this room, to my knowledge, really had a big problem with that. The Democrat National Committee coordinated opposition research directly with the Ukrainian embassy.
2: From the Daily Caller, many journalists reacted breathlessly to a New York Times report on Sunday revealing that President Trump's oldest son, Donald Trump Jr., met with a Russian lawyer who indicated she had damaging information about Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump Jr. admitted to the June 16th meeting, to which he brought up campaign chairman Paul Manafort and Trump advisor Jared Kushner, but downplayed the significance. It's obviously, I'm I'm the only person on a campaign to ever take a meeting to hear about uh, an opponent, he wrote on Twitter on Monday. Many Trump critics claim the New York Times report supported the theory that members of the Trump campaign were somehow involved in Russian government hacking of the Clinton campaign. Chair John Podesta and, De- well, Podesta wasn't hacked. He was, he fell for a fishing trap, but whatever. Podesta and the Democrat a National Committee. But, Trump Jr. Kushner and Manafort's lone meeting with a Russian lawyer, 20 minutes by the way folks, pales in comparison to the coordination between Hillary Clinton allies and Ukrainian government officials who hope to see Clinton win in 2016. Politico revealed in January some of the Ukrainian government's anti-Trump activities during the election, the DNC colluded, Hillary Clinton's team colluded, and nobody batted an eyelash. I am so sick and tired of this crap. I really am. I want to know what you think. 888 900 3393 888 900 3393. Pick up a telephone. Tell me what you think. It's Chris Salcedo show on The Blaze.
5: Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter
3: at Chris Salcedo TX.
5: Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network.
2: Show: You heard the lady. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. I want to get your feedback on this. I'm in hell, I am not going to talk about this the whole dang show. I'm not. but it has to be addressed. Uh, Jordan tweeted out, "See, and maybe I wasn't being clear about this, and I'm Jordan, I'm glad you did. Why do you keep dismissing, quote, well, he wanted to collude? Does does that not matter? No, no, no. Don't misunderstand. What Donald Trump did was not collusion. If what Donald Trump did and intending to do was collusion, then so too was Hillary Clinton, Team Hillary Clinton's uh, efforts with Ukraine. That's collusion. Why is it okay to Hillary to do something like that, but... Here comes Donald Trump Jr. doing something similar. No, exactly the same. Oh, and that's collusion. What, it's only collusion if a Republican does it? At the time, hell, Donald Trump Jr. was a registered Democrat. Come on. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to point out here, the absurdity. That Democrats can do the same damn thing nothing to see here but here comes donald trump jr and he didn't even get as far as team hillary did team hillary went to the embassy colluded with the ukrainians got dirt opposition opposition research coordinated their efforts against donald trump well that's okay because they were trying to stop donald trump what that's what i'm saying this isn't collusion to sit there and say hey we've got we've got information on your on your opposition and you say great that's not collusion it's called opposition research come on good grief well it came from a foreign government what hillary's didn't if that's your bar, then Hillary Clinton's team, the Democrat National Committee, they colluded too. So if you're going to throw the, the kitchen sink at Donald Trump Jr., you damn well better haul up, haul up the entire DNC too and throw their asses in jail. I am sick of this. And a lot of you folks apparently are too. Brit Hume, who you all know, I am a big fan of. He gets word of this yesterday, and we have a a segment every once in a while called Brit's Brilliance. Now, he was, he's the last of the great objective news anchors. Rest of them these days, uh, partisan hacks. Uh, Brit Hume is a contemporary of Dan Rather. Um, Dan, I'd rather be a liberal. (laughs) <laughs> Anywho, Britt has come off the news desk and is now in a commentary, and he saw this whole situation, and he couldn't stop laughing.
5: Well, if you, when you step back from this just a little bit and look at it, it looks kind of like a farcical episode in which the young Mr. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., was conned into holding a meeting with this Russian uh, lawyer who had a cause to promote, that is to say the cause of American adoptions of Russian children, which has been frozen since a dispute uh, between the the earlier administration and the Russian government.
2: Yeah, see, and again, that was the real agenda of the meeting. The subterfuge, the lie was, hey, we've got uh, intelligence from high up in the Russian government that Hillary Clinton was colluding. The Hillary Clinton's campaign was getting financing from the Russians. We've got the 411. It's pretty high up there, man. And it was all BS. If only the information had been real. Which I'm not I'm not convinced there aren't ties. After Barack Obama's lips were planted firmly on Vladimir Putin's rear end throughout his entire occupation of the Oval Office, after Hillary Clinton Got huge sums of money in the Clinton Foundation from the Russians after she facilitated the the uranium deal. 20% of the U.S. stockpile to the Russians. What, does everybody forget about this crap? I didn't. The basket of bias press apparently has.
5: And to get him to come to have such a meeting, she hinted or indicated that she had some information on Hillary Clinton, possibly involving Hillary Clinton connection, campaign connections to the Russians, that she wanted to spill. And they get in the meeting, and she didn't have any such information, <laughs> from what we know. And presently, it turns out that she wanted to talk about this adi- issue of adoption, which young Mr. Trump pointed out correctly that neither he nor his father were in any position to do anything about, since they were both still private citizens. That uh, the meeting apparently went nowhere and ended without any information being passed, and the whole thing sort of has the elements of a
2: farce. Yeah, it does. It's you know, and what's even more farcical is. The basket of biased press coverage of this garbage. So, but now here comes Bre- uh, Brett Baer saying, hey, Brett, now wait a minute. You got Senator Mark Warner out there, this reprobate. He's trying to make uh, connections.
6: So when you hear Senator Warner, others saying that this is part of a
2: pattern where uh, somebody on the campaign or the transition's forgets that they've met with Russians, and then recharacterizes when they finally have to come forward because of some
3: New York Times, Washington Post, whatever story that's come
5: out. I would be more concerned by that if the episodes themselves, the meetings, the contacts, or whatever, turned out to be of some substantive meaning in the sense that they pointed in the direction that there was some cooperation and collusion going on. So far, what we've seen doesn't seem to do that. And it's not hard for me to imagine that people associated with the president's campaign might have forgotten them. I mean, this 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 meeting seems to be eminently forgettable, almost laughable.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree. It's who wouldn't forget a meeting where you were you were conned by some lawyer Given a whole bunch of BS, you hold the meeting and say, This woman's got nothing. She's just trying to pitch me on the, the Russian adoption thing and I can't do anything about it. And my father's just a candidate. He can't do anything about it. See you later. 20 minutes done. Hillary Clinton spends an entire freaking campaign colluding with the Ukrainians and everybody's like, Oh, that's not a big deal. <laughs> Give me a break. Let me, you know what? I've got calls waiting. I will play for you the interview with Jeff Sessions. Coming up next, we'll get to your calls first before we hear from the Attorney General of the United States. On The Chris Salcedo Show, you have found the radio program. Your liberty-loving Latino returns after this short commercial break on the Blaze Radio Network. I'll be right back.
1: The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. calcedo is on the blaze radio network
2: all right folks make sure you stick around for our interview with attorney general jeff sessions uh we had to record it recorded earlier on today because he was he was speaking in the state in which i'm broadcasting in the great state of texas so stick around for that meantime out to the uh, phone lines 888 eight eight nine zero zero three three nine three. 888 900 3393 again I, are you tired of this stuff yet Let's go to Nebraska. Uh, Rocky, thanks for holding on, man. What say you?
7: Hey there, Chris. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was in the same mood that you were. I, I really appreciated uh, uh, your, if you want to call it a rant, I, I, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I think you hit on almost everything that I wanted to say. You were fired up. And I just wanted to say kudos because I've listened to people talk about exclusion and they're hitting it from every angle they can, and it's just stupidity. There is nothing illegal going on here. It has to do with people not understanding what collusion is by the definition of law. There is no illegal activity that's taking place here.
2: No, I, I completely concur, number one. Number two, that it shows the eagerness and the bias of the press. They are so desirous to find something wrong so they can, can, they can permanently thwart this president's agenda, which, again, is to return power to we, the people, rather than them. And they're so invested, both political parties, in this endeavor, and they have their agents in the basket of biased press. I mean, and, and you, you heard Shep Smith sitting there on, on Fox News, looking in the camera, looking very stern. Oh, yes, and here's the timeline. A yeah. timeline of complete and utter bubkiss of absolutely well, nothing. Zero. For, yeah, from that,
7: from that, uh, uh, that uh, audio that you ran of check, he said something about two Russian agents or hackers. Where does that come from?
2: I, I, there, I, that, I, is, I he, that was totally bold. To my knowledge, Rocky, to my knowledge, that has not been introduced as anything uh, as, as part of the fact pattern here. Nothing whatsoever. The people in the liberal
7: media, which is most of the media, which is the real tragedy here, there's so few, there's so few outlets. I mean, talk radio is one of the uh, main places that you can actually get real truth, that people actually sit down, analyze, and spend some time finding out what's truth and what's B.S. Chef um, Smith is is just like making stuff up. I mean, uh, one of the things that you said too was uh, the Clintons. I mean, good grief, people! You 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 think that there's collusion here? Donald Trump Jr. talks to a lawyer, a Russian lawyer. Okay, keywords they go Russian, and then somebody says collusion. And all of a sudden, they jump to the conclusion that he's in collusion. He's not in collusion. In collusion, even when he talked to the lawyer, he wouldn't have known, and I believe the lawyer actually said that she is not in any way affiliated with the government. It doesn't take very long for us to find the truth.
2: Well, again, and and she may very well have, uh, 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 I don't want to say connections. Connections is not the word I'm looking for. She may have approval of the Kremlin because nobody does anything over in the United States without a wink and a nod from the kremlin it's it's they're made up of a whole bunch of totalitarians over there it is yeah, after yeah, all yeah. I mean, uh it is russia right but at the right, same right. at the same time this 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 rob goldstone dude he, he is is uh, sounds to me like some sort of blowhard who has delusions of grandeur and gets in touch and brokers this this meeting between Donald Trump Jr. and this Russian lawyer and says, "Oh, this is big stuff, man. This is big stuff. This is coming right from the top of the Kremlin. This this guy doesn't he's he's a musician. He's a he's a publicist. That's that's all this guy is." You know, uh just a little bit
7: of a segue. You know how they keep on talking about uh the, the Russian uh were uh, tampering with our elections. Well, do you remember Barack Obama took $350,000 of taxpayer money and went over with uh, staff members, excuse me, sent staff members over to Israel to make sure that our ally, Netanyahu, wouldn't get reelected. He did that in in the full view, and nobody said a thing about him.
2: Oh, no, absolutely. That was
7: uh, was uh, corrupt... (laughs)
2: But Barack Obama colluded <laughs> with uh, uh, Israeli opposition members to oust Bibi Netanyahu, but that seems to be okay. Now, Rocky, uh, th- that's a that's a great point. Thank you very much, man, for the call, all the way from Nebraska. Yes, man, I, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, thank you, Chris. You bet your buddy, uh, Karen, writing in. Chris, I'm with you. This one sided media bias, Democrats do far worse. Gets a yawn. Republicans do the same thing, and it's hanging time. Absolutely right, Karen. Uh, folks, you want to weigh in on this? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Uh, want to make one mention of the Marine Corps: fifteen Marines and a Navy corpsman dead in this crash. Total of sixteen uh, that happened in where was this Mississippi? It was a refueling plane uh, accident that claimed uh, sixteen lives. It was uh, of our fighting men and women in, in uniform. I just cannot, uh, um, I, I cannot say enough. I, I, I looked at that last night as I was going to bed as it flashed across my, my screen, and I, I just basically sat down on my chair and said, good grief. Lives will be changed forever because of that. Now, you see, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'd rather be talking about. Talking about the grief those families are going through, how to support them. But no, I've got I've to sit here and talk about a nothing burger. More of a nothing burger uh, from this insane obsession because the Democrats can't handle losing an election. Uh, we played Britt Hume. Look, Laura Ingram, who is uh, uh, part uh, now, I guess, part of the contributor roster over there at Fox, and she runs Life Set, of course, a conservative talk show host. She was reminding Fox News Channel that... Being a being a Russia lawyer doesn't necessarily mean you speak for the
3: Kremlin. I I think it's a big leap to say they're meeting with the Russians just because someone is a lawyer who works in Russia does not mean that she is a member of the, you know, KGB and is the right hand person of Putin. I'm sure she is friendly to Putin because a lot of these people are. But it doesn't mean they're meeting with the Russian government.
2: Yeah, You can't do a lot over there unless you're, you know, grease the palms of the the corrupt government inside of the Kremlin. And that's how totalitarian regimes work. It's how former communists who want to be communists again work. That's, that's the stock and trade of Vladimir Putin, ladies and gentlemen. And let, let me be plain about another thing. I, there is no doubt in my mind the Russians tried to screw with our election. And I, notice I said tried. They couldn't. They didn't hack into anything. They didn't change one vote. That's That's the reality. Now, the the fact they'd even try shows they had no fear of President Obama. They knew that they could could screw around with us as much as they wanted to, and Obama wasn't going to lift a finger. And by the way, they were right. He didn't. This is unprecedented attempt by Russia to interfere in our elections, and Barack Obama did nothing. Why? Because every despot and dictator across the planet knew they could screw around with America and Obama wasn't going to do anything because Obama's heart wasn't in defending America. So, and you know what, frankly, that's who we would have gotten if Hillary Clinton was in office too. All she cared about was padding her own pockets, not defending this nation. <sighs> So that, that's why all of this just really chaps my hide. Uh, Laura Ingram also, you, you guys know that she she has two adopted kids. Guess where she adopted them from? Russia. So She knows a little bit about what she's talking about
3: here. As someone who actually has two adopted Russian kids, because this ultimately ended up being a meeting about adoption, I have seen so many... Times, uh, sources in Russia trying to get the word out about this Magnitsky Act, which they're just desperate to get uh, rescinded in the United States. That was her goal in this meeting. She wanted to push her case with her client. That doesn't surprise me. And listen, I mean, he's right about the Ukrainian deal. The Ukrainians did want to influence the election and to hurt Trump. They wanted to help Hillary Clinton. The Hillary Clinton campaign sure was very happy to get any help they could get from the Ukraine. Now, does it make the, you know, the optics, I'm so sick of that phrase, or the optics of this look any better? No, it doesn't. But I think this is a big nothing. I think the story goes nowhere. But I do, do think it keeps us one, you know, one news cycle away from focusing on what most Americans want us to focus on.
2: And that's true. Because, again, I, I just made that dang point. I'd rather be talking about things of import and i'm talking about I'm talking about this uh, uh nothing i mean I, I don't want to say that because it's becoming so cliche, but it is a nothing burger. It really is nothing you know i th- this news cycle obsession uh Trump's out there tweeting today that uh he's not getting he's not getting. Uh, his nominees for key positions in the government approved because Chuck Schumer, the reprobate, is doing his level best to slow walk every every nominee in an, in an attempt to stop the Trump agenda from getting anything done, from the Trump can uh, the Trump government getting anything done to stop to stop the Trump agenda, because as we mentioned before, it it kind of leaves. The connected folks in Washington, D.C., in the rear view mirror, and puts everyday Americans first. The rule of law, equal opportunity under that law. And what fun is there in that for cronies who buy their influence? To those, and it, it disrupts the, the buying of the influence peddling up there in Washington, D.C. for lobbyists and lawmakers who are, they have their palms out. A little bit later on, I'll, I'll make another point on this, and maybe it's after I talk with the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions. I'll talk about uh, something that's going on that Congress is doing that Donald Trump may be forced to veto, and if he does, it's going to be, it's going to be, a problem. Let's just say that. But there are those in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party who are willing to put the, this president in that, in that pickle. Even the Republicans who are supposed to be his allies, they're willing to put him in this pickle. Uh, that's uh, going to take a little while to explain. I'll get to that coming up on the other side of the break. It's Chris Sato show. You found me on The Blaze.
1: It's your Radio Republic. Be heard. 888 This is The Chris Salcedo Show Part of Generation Blaze On the Blaze Radio Network The Chris
0: Salcedo Show
2: Ellie, let me give you a, let me give you a phrase and let me ask you to guess who said that phrase, okay? Or what type of individual said that phrase? Kill Fox and Friends before it's too late. Who do you think would say something like that? Kill Fox and Friends before it's too late. Any ideas? trump but (laughs) you think trump would say that (laughs) he loves fox and friends what are you what are you talking about uh now i I, let me is it obama no (laughs) (laughs) yeah you think some left-wing crazy person right it's obama i mean you think some some left-wing kook a complete nutbag would say something like that right kill fox and friends before it's too late well let me take you guys back to uh, last week. The name Ana Navarro. You guys remember her? Ana Navarro is this loudmouth leftist Latina who is a CNN contributor. We, uh, we actually had, if you guys want a reference for her, you guys can go to the Chris Salcedo Show page on the channels section on theblaze.com. You can scroll down you'll see her mug. Uh, you, you can listen to what we said about her. This, uh, this rather vacuous human being, Ana Navarro, was saying that because Trump retweeted an internet meme of him beating up on the CNN logo, that that was a call to violence, that he was calling for a debt, he was calling for violence on the entirety of journalism by retweeting that. And of course, we all laughed, it was absurd, of course, it was hysterics. But let's apply the CNN standard, shall we, to this phrase here. Kill Fox and Friends before it's too late. Now, if you're to, if you're to apply the same idiotic CNN standard to this, you would, you would say whoever is saying this is calling for the death of those who work on the Fox and Friends program. It's calling for their assassination. Correct. Again, we're using the absurd, left-wing extremist, biased CNN standard. Well, this headline appears in the pages of the Washington Post. Eric Wemple, (laughs) W-E-M-P-L-E. Eric Wemple is the author of this opinion piece. Kill Fox and Friends Before It's Too Late. Now, he's saying that Donald Trump watches Fox & Friends. He's a big fan, and he takes his cue from that that morning show, and he, he actually likes what they talk about on that show. So Eric Wimple is, is trying to get them thrown off the air by using very provocative, hate-filled language that, by CNN standards, appears to be calling for violence against journalists everywhere. Shame on you, Washington Post.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show.
1: Part of the next generation of talk radio.
0: This is the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
2: I don't have
3: to show you how to stinking brushes.
1: This is the Chris Salcedo show on the blaze radio network.
2: Breaking news. Well, somewhat breaking news. The Senate will delay its August recess by, by a couple of weeks. I'm sure they're going to get a ton of things done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, hope springs eternal, right folks? Uh, the will of the people, and all of that. Welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show, Hour 2, everybody. If you want to get in touch with the program, uh, there are several ways to do this. Go to the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find an email link there at the top. You can uh, comment on our posts. Go to Twitter at chris Salcedo, tx at chris S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. The way this setup of ours works is we post something that's informational on the Facebook page, and it automatically updates Twitter. So we have linked both accounts so that, uh, uh, well, they work, they conspire together to inform you, which is kind of the whole the hallmark of the Salcedo Show anyway. Uh, I'm not going to spend any more time on on these if you'll pardon the pun, trumped up allegations of collusion by the Democrats because they can't accept that they lost an election. I will talk about my interview with the attorney general, the 84th attorney general of the United States, Jeff Sessions. I spoke with him earlier today, and this is how the interview went.
6: Hey, thanks, Chris. It's good to to be in Dallas.
2: Yeah, you're in town and you're here for a very specific reason to talk to the folks at at Dare Drug Abuse Resistance Education, they have a a training conference going on at the Gaylord Texan at one thirty in the uh, in the afternoon today. Uh, and some of the stats your office sent me were staggering. In 2015, fifty two thousand Americans overdosed. That's a that's a thousand folks per week. This is a serious
6: issue. It is um, the most dramatic uh, effect of drugs we've ever seen. The deaths that at this rate, are unprecedented. Nothing ever has been close to it. We have this high purity heroin. We have this synthetic uh, opioid fentanyl often mixed together, and people are dying right and left. We had 2,500 Texans die last year from drug overdose, and those numbers are increasing. And the the 52,000 figure you mentioned was for uh, uh, 15, 2015. 2016 numbers look like they're going to be over 60,000. So uh, we've never seen anything like that. We've got to do a better job of law enforcement. And the DARE program uh, worked in the 80s and 90s. um, Young people uh, in their 30s still remember that program effectively. We need to start once again to make sure that the American people know how dangerous these drugs are, and the first just say no to them. Don't get involved with them. Stay away from them. They won't get addicted that way, and, and they won't be subjected to uh, the disaster of addiction and death.
2: Well, I uh, I look forward to hearing the comments from your speech today. Again, one thirty this afternoon, folks, of the Gaylord Texan. And, and, and part and parcel of this, Attorney General, is is not having operational control over that southern border, which the bulk of illicit drugs flow across that border, not to mention people. Since the Trump administration has been in office, there's been a marked increase in security and a marked decrease in illegal immigration. And it comes from this this little uh, notion that seems to have escaped uh, our political opposition, the liberal left. It's called following the law and enforcing the law, And we're actually seeing results without having not done much of anything as far as increased uh, obstruction there at the border. I mean, a border wall or anything like that. It's a very simple concept,
6: isn't it? It really is. The president has made clear that our border is to be closed and that we want a lawful system of immigration one that's just and and moral uh... and that we can be proud of uh... and we admit you know chris one point one million people a year to legal permanent residents in america we are a very generous nation But the American people, rightly, uh, are expecting uh, an end to this massive illegality. The drugs that come with it, the crime that comes with it, the human trafficking that comes with it, uh, we just need to move in that direction. It can be done. Uh, These numbers are down substantially. Uh, The lowest, uh, March was the lowest uh, entrance, illegal entrance, uh, into our country in 17 years. So, uh, But we've got some more to do. And we're gonna keep at it and people who re enter after having been deported are going to be prosecuted. I've directed that every US attorney's office have a specialist on these immigration issues in their office and we're gonna do a better job and our goal is not just the reduction, our goal is to restore the kind of lawfulness our people can be proud of.
2: The Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, our guest right now, folks, here on the Chris Salcedo show and Attorney General, uh, you have the gratitude of this liberty-loving Latino because of what you have done. Not only has your office pledged full-throated support for Texas's sanctuary city law, punishing these lawless leftists who run these sanctuary cities who are standing up for illegal alien felons, you've also pledged to do something about individuals that run governments like the entire state of California. That state is about ready to pass an initiative declaring the entire state of California a sanctuary state for illegal alien felons. What what, what I want to hear from you, and I think a lot of Texans want to hear from you, is that there is going to be something done in the Attorney General's office and in the Trump administration broadly to punish these lawless sanctuary cities or sanctuary states for their for their not protecting American citizens of all colors, all races, in in deference to illegal alien felons uh, who want to see I, I guess a return to the day when Barack Obama was releasing these folks out on the streets of America to plague us u s citizens, what do you say to that sir
6: Chris, um, I just urge California and some of these other jurisdictions. Uh, to not go down this road, it makes no sense whatsoever. When somebody comes into our country illegally, they're subject to being deported. But if they commit a crime here, serious crimes, uh, how can they expect not to be deported? The law says they shall be deported. And so we've got to uh, restore this proper relationships between our local and state law enforcement officers, and federal government. I was so proud of the Texas uh, uh, taking this stand and the legislature passing this legislation. And uh, uh, so, yes, we're going to use the powers that we have uh, to uh, reduce uh, uh, and, and deny uh, grant, certain of our grants, uh, the Department of Justice grants that for law enforcement if we're dealing with uh, a local Locality, a jurisdiction, they won't even cooperate with us on the, on, on the normal relationship when one jurisdiction apprehends somebody who violates the law and another jurisdiction also has charges against them. Uh, the fundamental principle of law enforcement is to hold that person until the next jurisdiction can have their chance to prosecute them. So, yeah, this is a big deal. We're working on it. Lawsuits have already been filed against the Department of Justice in in California to try to block uh, anything we do, but we're going to continue to uh, pursue that. Absolutely. Well, it is,
2: uh, first off, from the Chris Salcedo Show and a lot of other liberty-loving Latinos out there, we thank you for finally giving us some backup on the federal government standing up for the rule of law. I'll ask two questions I have for you, and because I have limited time with you, I have to do them rapid fire. James Comey allegedly, according to several reports now, put classified information into his notes about his private conversations with the President of the United States. If his memos did contain classified information... Will you pledge that he will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law?
6: Chris, uh, I'm not going to comment on uh, anything like that. That's uh, um, um, something that, um, whether or not an investigation exists or not, is not appropriate for me me to comment. Uh, I understand. I understand your question, but I'm just not able to talk about that.
2: I understand. Uh, Lastly, Senator Mark Warner, your former colleague, uh, invoked your name yesterday with this whole Donald Trump Jr. Uh, nothing burger, I like to classify it. Here's what he said. I'm not going to get into how many times that Jared Kushner has had to amend his filings about forgotten meetings with the Russians, but uh, I will say that this is a pattern we've seen since Election Day, and it doesn't include just Jared Kushner and Paul Manafort. It doesn't include just Donald Trump Jr., it includes General Flynn, it includes Attorney General Sessions. I. <laughs> I know that you have pushed back mightily on this in, in, in front of the Senate, in front of uh, your, your former colleagues, but there seems to be this this attitude among Democrats. They have nothing else as far as policy is concerned to stand up for Americans, so they want to drag your name through the mud. Can you respond to Senator Warner, sir?
6: Well, I did respond in my committee testimony and other uh, documents that I've submitted. And uh, I uh, am not going to uh, uh, take it that anybody suggests I did anything wrong, because I did not. And uh, uh, But I guess uh, staying in a, a big argument over that is not uh, worth our time. We've got challenges in this country. We've got a rising crime rate. Murder rates went up 11.8%, 10.8% last year. Uh, we've got opioid deaths surging uh, unbelievably. And so we're not going to uh, uh, lose our focus on what my job is, what President Trump directed me to do, which is to reduce crime in America, to work to reduce illegal immigration in this country. And uh, I'm meeting today with the U.S. Attorney's Office here, federal investigators. Had a great breakfast this morning with uh, uh, a number of uh, local people, Faith Johnson, our our DA, and Sheriff Valdez and Chief uh, Pughes. So we're working uh, to try to do what the taxpayers put us uh, here to do and are going to keep at it.
2: Well, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, you have our, our gratitude here on the Chris Salcedo Show, sir. I appreciate your time. Look forward to your speech later today. The Gaylord Texan, 1.30 this afternoon, folks, talking about the epidemic of opioid abuse here in the United States. Sir, a pleasure to have you here on the Chris Salcedo Show.
6: Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you.
2: All right, folks, so that's how it was earlier with the Attorney General of the United States. I got some feedback on that already, and I'll share that with you coming up next, and that story I told you about how the Republicans are teaming up with the Democrats to box in Donald Trump. Back in a minute on The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze.
1: Dismantling liberal ideology, one issue at a time.
0: This is The Chris Salcedo Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Chris
1: Salcedo, show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes or no, will they pass? Yes. Yes, Yes, they will get a a repeal and replace bill done. I believe that. Before the August recess. Maybe before, maybe a little bit into it, but I know that this president expects them to get this thing done, whether it be before August recess or during August recess, the president expects the Senate to fulfill the promises it made to the American people.
2: Now, will it be an actual bill the well, first off the, the first question i have for all of you out there is will the republicans get this done 888 thirty three ninety three. do you think the republican party will actually deliver on a repeal and replace so-called repeal and replace bill that's the first question the second question i will ask you is will it be a an actual repeal or will it be a piece of crap that's what I'm asking you. 888 thirty three ninety three. Will it get done? I just told you before we got into this the, sen- uh, the, uh, the Senator, the Attorney General's interview that Mitch McConnell is delaying their August recess up on Capitol Hill by two weeks. Why, Why didn't he delay it indefinitely? We'll stay here until we get the job done. Why just two weeks? That's my question. How can, oh, by the way, they want to do the debt ceiling too. They want, uh, and Mitch McConnell said, oh, we've got to raise the debt ceiling. Oh, we've got to raise the debt ceiling. What do we, the American people, get out of it, Mitch McConnell? Well, it's a full faith and credit of the United States, you see. Yeah, the full faith and credit. Yes, sir. So what steps are you taking to make sure that we don't hit that debt ceiling again? That this government is living within its means. What steps are you taking, sir? Oh, well, uh, the the full face of credit. We're going to raise our debt ceiling. Yeah, as you've done countless times in the past. Just keep on borrowing money. What the hell do you care? You'll be dead and gone before before the piper needs to be paid. Isn't that right, Mitch McConnell? What the hell do you care? All right, full faith and credit of the United States. And we got to keep on overspending, overspending. Not my money. I don't care. Just keep overspending. So, look, I, if I, if I sound a little cynical about the commitment to conservatism of this current Republican party, I think they've earned it. So again, uh, questions before all of you triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three question number one do the Republicans get a repeal a so-called repeal and replace bill passed in the Senate and then the follow-up question the addendum is oh yes and will it be worth the paper it's printed on put your thinking caps on dial me up tell me what you think triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three okay Now, that story I was telling you guys about earlier, this is a a write-up courtesy of Axios, Trump's other Russian dilemma. The House is racing to stop Congress, I'm sorry, the White House is racing to stop Congress from sending a Russia sanctions bill to the president's desk that would tie his hands in negotiations with Putin and potentially create the biggest political humiliation of his presidency. I don't know about that. But let let me start off by saying before I read on, folks, that I agree with punishing Russia to the fullest extent they possibly can be punished. As I said, I, I think there needs we need to engage in military reprisal after they invaded our ally, the Ukrainians, and stole their land. I fervently believe that. That. American military might must be used to fulfill the promise. The Budapest, Memor- the Budapest Memorandum. That we would defend the Ukrainians. If such a leader as Vladimir Putin. Ever took hold. And became belligerent and thuggish in their neighborhood. Now. If we had not convinced the Ukrainians. To abandon their nukes. Vladimir Putin. Would would never have been so bold as to invade. But he did, because they don't have nukes, and he knew that President Obama wouldn't lift a finger to stop him, because President Obama was, well, didn't care about others (laughs) who were not totalitarian or radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. Barack Obama was too busy propping up the Iranians, propping up the Cubans, Allowing the Chinese to get away with murder, allowing the North Koreans to get away with murder. He was too busy to stand up for our agreements. Anyway, uh, in meetings in secure rooms, administration officials are quietly making the case to Republican members that the sanctions bill they rushed through the Senate on a 97 to 2 vote needs waivers to give Trump some flexibility to negotiate with Putin. What's there to negotiate? Putin's had his way for the last eight years. <laughs> my, my feeling is, uh, play time's over, little man. Play time's over. Uh, real American leadership is back. Administration officials believe the bill... Uh, The longer the bill gets delayed, the better their chances of convincing members that the bill is bad for diplomacy and bad for American companies, especially in the energy sector, who would be punished for doing international business with Russian companies. Well, but yes, we would also undermine their ability to export energy, which undermines the Russian economy, which is a good thing. It stops Vladimir Putin from, uh, from doing what he's been doing. Maybe he'll spend less time influencing American elections or trying to influence American elections and uh, concentrate on developing his own economy. And maybe he'll do a little more of what we need to have done rather than thwarting us on every step and every measure he can in the UN and elsewhere. I've got more on this. I- I'm not totally unsympathetic to the to the trump administration but i'm kind of with the legislature on this back in a minute 888-900-3393 the chris salcedo show on the blaze radio network
1: This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Salsi Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino. Welcome, everybody. It's so hot, brown is the new green. (sighs) It's so hot, I cut the pants off my pantsuit. Uh It's so hot, squirrels are icing their nuts. Indeed, it's hot out there, and it's hot here on the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze. Uh, You know, uh, we, we got some feedback on that jingle. Apparently, people are becoming addicted to that. To producer ellie and that little that little creative jingle of hers and uh <laughs> we got we heard from one of the folks in dot com that uh one of their significant others digs that so uh we're gonna keep it <laughs> we're gonna keep much to ellie's chagrin 888 thirty three ninety three eight i will get back to that to that axios piece because there's, there's another peg to this i want to I want to put on there before I give my full-throated support to this, to this legislature, uh, the Republican-controlled legislature. First, to South Dakota. Peggy, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you tuned in.
4: Well, thank you. Good afternoon, Mr. Kraft. Yes, All ma'am. cooler work you're at. Um, an answer to your question, do I think Congress will get it done? No. Do mm-hmm. I think what they pass will be something we want? No. Remember when you used to watch a dog chase a car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the car stopped, the dog would stop and have this bewildered look on his face like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. That's what Congress looks like. They campaigned on it. They promised they'd do it. And now the car stopped and they don't
2: what to do with it. You know, Peggy, I, I want to pick up on that analogy because the way I look at it is something very similar. The car is chasing down the road and the car is the repeal of Obamacare, right? And here come the Republicans, Mitch McConnell, barking tough, repeal, rough, rough, repeal. And then, so ruff, they, ruff, for six to seven years, the leadership of the Republicans, the Mitch McConnells of the world, and the John Boehners of the world, and all everybody else in between, repeal Obamacare, repeal Obamacare. Well, they won the elections, and they have control over the Congress, and they have the White House, and they caught the car. So now they yeah, caught they it. Yeah, they caught the bumper. Now what? Are they now they're being drugged behind. What do we do now? They have no idea. They caught the car. But, but even if the car stops,
4: the dog will stop. He won't bite at the wheels. He's just yeah. standing there like, okay, you're supposed to move. You know, I have very little confidence. I, I like the fact that that Mr. Trump has got a got a brass tear in his pocket. <laughs> that just uh, this makes me feel good. It's like it's about time. The problem well, with the Senate, is Mitch McConnell.
2: Yeah, we've we've been so long without uh, a man sitting in the Oval Office. It's been um, you know a, a true honest man. You know, I know I know plenty of women who more of a man than than Barack Obama was, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, let, oh, yeah. Let's
4: well, as, let, in this part in this part of the country, they're getting ready for the annual Sturgis um, bike rally, motorcycle rally. Oh, Harley. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's Sturgis. It's the first full week in August. It's the Sturgis.
2: What part of uh, South Dakota are you in?
4: We're in Piedmont, up towards the western side near uh, Rapid, City, Rapid gotcha. City. But in the yeah, in all the little shops and stores, front and center, there are T-shirts, and they have depicted the president in the subtle leathers with his fist. <laughs> <laughs> and at least we know he's got a set.
2: That's good to know. Hey, Peggy, let me let me ask you, because you said you don't believe the Republicans will get anything done, and I, if they do, yeah. it'll be nothing we want. Who, nothing who, want. who do you think is the one the Republicans are writing this bill for? Because it, we've already established, it's not you and me that they're writing it for. Who do you think that they're writing this so-called replacement bill for?
4: For the left.
2: You think so? The left? You think so? I think
4: so. I think they're writing it to make sure that they keep everybody on board. It's a big tent. We've got to get everybody under the tent. They're well, losing me. Republicans. They're losing conservatives.
2: Well, they've lost conservatives. They've lost- let, let, let me offer you an alternative point of view on this and who they're writing and see what you think about it. Uh, it is my considered belief, the same folks who bought off Obama and the Democrats are the same folks who are now buying off the Republicans. We're talking about the crony capitalists, these oh big yeah. these big moneyed interests yeah. who own these medical groups, big pharma, and the traitorous insurance companies. They are the ones who are writing whatever repeal effort, and it's, and it's a sham, whatever it's going to be, uh, because the, the Senate has already signaled it will be. So um, may, I, may I suggest it it's those folks. Yeah,
4: it is. It is. It's all those good old boys, and they pat each other on the back, and didn't we do a good job? And as they head home, a two week recess is a joke. I think the uh, I think the leader of the Senate, Mr. McConnell, has got plans to last end of the September or August break. That's why they're not gonna go. Do your well, job. And I'm really disappointed. I supported Ted yeah. Cruz early on, but when he comes, well we can fix it. We can fix it. Fixing what? It's death. Let shit die, will you? Just yeah. get just just I'm disappointed. I'm I really think, so many, I think
2: so many Americans are, are so disillusioned because we all see the problem. We all know that Obamacare is a failing system. And all these Republicans are running around saying, oh, my gosh, Obamacare is failing. How do we protect the insurance companies? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Obamacare is failing. Oh, my gosh. How do we keep big pharma in, in a whole bunch of money? And it's like the rest of us are out here going, hello, what about we the people? What about the American people?
4: And, My and, husband and I are in our 60s, and we're yeah. working full-time to pay oh, the bills.
2: Good grief. Well,
4: you know, it, 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 I'm, I'm unimpressed with Congress, and no, we're, not, we're going to get handed that sandwich, and we don't want what's in between.
2: Well, you, you know, know what? But, I, <laughs> that's so yeah. funny you say that because, if, Peggy, I don't even know if you've seen this. There's a video on on the net. I think we made this back at the latter part of 2013 when I was filling in for Pat and Stu on Blaze TV. It's called uh, Obamacare, the crap sandwich, the crap sandwich, yeah. the crap sandwich. And we actually demonstrated what the crap sandwich looks like <laughs> right there on television. So uh, do me a favor. Look that up for me, will you? Okay. All, right. all right, lady, have a great day. Thank you very much. South Dakota, Peggy in South Dakota, checking in today. 888 eight eight nine zero zero three three nine three 3393 888 folks, that's the telephone number. So back to this Axios piece about the Congress dedicating a lot of effort and a lot of time to punish Russia. And by the way, I'm all for it. Uh, Mark Short, whose White House legislative affairs team is working to amend the bill, says, we support the sanctions on Iran and Russia. However, this bill is so poorly written that neither Republican nor Democrat administrations would be comfortable with the current draft because it greatly hampers the executive branch's diplomatic efforts. Isn't it funny that after we get rid of a leftist by the name of Barack Obama, the Congress grows, well, to borrow a... A phrase from our last caller, Peggy, a set. Some cojones to sanction Russia and sanction Iran. And they don't much care about objections from the occupier of the Oval Office. Um, In this case, we have a president. But for some God awful reason, Republicans and Democrats couldn't get together when Barack Obama was bending America over. For foreign adversaries. That's complaint number one. Complaint number two. Republicans who are allegedly in control. Of the Senate and the House. If they were working as expeditiously. On health care repeal. Of the the Obamacare repeal. As they are on these sanctions. By the way, 97 to 2 vote, And not not that we have a prayer in Hades of having actually uh, anybody on the Democrat side voting for the Obamacare repeal because for them it's all about Barack Obama and screw the country. But at least having all 52 senators on board with an honest repeal effort, which by the way the work for this should have been done six years ago, uh, I think we'd be in a much better place right now coming into the August recess, the now delayed August recess. So, uh, look, again, I, I, I really wish that the Republicans in charge would listen to the, the concerns of the Trump White House, not wanting to pigeonhole him too much, giving him some ability to, to, give, to offer Vladimir Putin an off-ramp after we put the screws to him, which I fully support. But uh, now, now, now consider this too, there's a political angle to this too, folks. The Republicans conspire with the Democrats 97 to 2 to drop this bill. That's that's in the the Senate. Now over in the House, Paul Ryan wants to fast track this as well. And they put it on the, the president's desk. Without these without the White House's uh, suggestions to give him more flexibility for negotiations. Think of the bind that puts the president in. He, well, if he vetoes it, then he's, oh, he's, he's backing Vladimir Putin. He's supporting Russia. If he doesn't veto it and he signs it into law, then it severely hampers his administration getting anything done on the rare instances where we can find collaborative opportunities with the Russians. So um, I I feel the White House's pain. Uh, I just hope cooler heads prevail here. But what I'm afraid of, ladies and gentlemen, is that the never-Trumpers inside of the Republican Party, and they're, they're all teaming up and colluding with the leftists who now run the Democrat Party. And again, I think that the country's best interests are left in the rear view mirror coming up at the start of the break we'll uh, we'll put the wraps on another successful show um, I've got to say but we will leave you with a warning from a member of Congress from the Freedom Caucus coming up the Chris Salcedo show here on the blaze
1: reminding America that limited constitutional government is cool
0: the Chris Salcedo show
1: on the blaze radio network Listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back, uh, House Freeman, uh, Freedom Caucus rather House Freedom Caucus Chairman Mark Meadows said Monday that a government shutdown is highly possible if proper funding for the U.S.-Mexico border wall is not included in that spending bill. Let's hope that uh, over this delayed August recess, that Mitch McConnell's senators noodle on that prospect as well that uh, the american people want a barrier system the american people know and understand a barrier system works and it better be there if the republicans want to see have a chance at re-election last thing i put this up in the chris salcedo show facebook page and a lot of people responded to this <sighs> this starts in guantanamo bay this radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist, Cotter, not welcome back, Cotter, but K H A D R, threw a grenade that killed the U.S. Army Sergeant First Class Christopher Spear, blinded another soldier. So Mr. Cotter was inside a gitmo. Omar Cotter. Now, He was put in there. He's a Canadian citizen. He was put in there because he had American blood on his hands. Of course, President Obama couldn't give two wits about that. So, President Obama, what does he do? Because he can't close down Gitmo. Failed on that little leftist promise of his. So, President Obama just started letting folks out. Killers. Terrorists. Letting them out. And the Canadian was released back to the custody of the Canadian government. Now, who's in charge up there in Canada? His name is Justin Trudeau. You will all remember uh, our loathing and disgust for the Canadian Prime Minister as he has expressed his love and fondness for the thug, the murderous thug, Fidel Castro, mourned the murderous thug's passing did he, in which he earned condemnation for people with a conscience all over the globe. But Justin Trudeau being a man on the left, what the hell does he care about people? So, Justin Trudeau, with a wink and a nod to President Obama, takes custody of Omar Khadr. And in the intervening time between President Obama letting this cutthroat terrorist out. Justin Trudeau arranges for a settlement. You heard me right, a settlement. Because you see, Omar Khadr's rights were violated. (laughs) He was incarcerated in Gitmo for killing a U.S. soldier and blinding another. Uh, But his rights were violated according to Canadian, quote unquote, justice. And Justin Trudeau made sure that Mr. Cotter (laughs) I'm not talking about the sweat hogs here I'm not talking about Mr. Cotter I'm talking about Omar Cotter received 8 million dollars from the Canadian government 8 million bucks oh and yes an apology for the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist ladies and gentlemen this is case in point why we do not and we should never repeat the mistakes of electing the likes of Resident Obama. His clone is up in Canada right now. And I hope Canada learns the same lessons that we, praise God, have learned. Do not elect leftists. They side with your enemies. Remember, everybody, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a grand day. Catch you tomorrow, here on The blitz
0: the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze only on the blaze radio network